Welcome to the Become a Calm Mama podcast. In this episode, I'm teaching you all about consequences, which is step four of the Calm Mama process, and I call this step correct. So if you remember, the Calm Mama process is four steps to having a peaceful home, and that is calm. Step one, connect. Step two, limit set. Step three, and correct is step four. So I'm going to teach you in this episode all about consequences. We're going to talk about how consequences fit in the Calm Mama process and how to do effective consequences that teach your kids how to think without having them experience pain or shame or disconnection. So we want to teach responsibility without using fear, pain, or shame. I want to start by just talking for a few minutes about kids because I want to remind you that kids don't think about the future. So they're really focused on the present moment and how that moment is, whether it's working for them or not working for them. They're just thinking about the moment. Especially if you have kids under six, they don't really have a huge concept of time or the future or anything like that. So another thing about kids is that they don't really understand cause and effect. They don't really get like this action is going to create a result. They just don't have that yet. That's executive function and it takes a long time to develop that. Now, even if a child has that concept of cause and effect, Again, they want to stay in the present. They want to have pleasure in the moment. So they're not really thinking about what's going to happen to them. They don't start thinking like, oh, if I do this naughty thing, this bad thing is going to happen. They don't really connect that. And then another thing that's really important to understand about kids is they don't want to wait. They don't want to delay gratification. They want what they want when they want it. And it's very difficult for them to wait. And then the fourth thing about kids is that they really don't think about other people's feelings. And it's not because they're bad people. It's not because they have bad character. They're just children. And that's part of becoming an adult is being able to put yourself in someone else's experience or someone else's shoes. So all of this is okay, right? That kids don't understand the future. They don't understand cause and effect. They don't know how to delay gratification. And they don't spend a lot of time thinking about other people's feelings. All of that is okay. It's the journey of childhood to adulthood. This is the pathway that your kids go through. These are the things they learn in order to become adults. So most parents, they don't really know how to deal with their children's mistakes. So like your kid makes a mistake and you give a big lecture telling your kid why their behavior is a problem. Most parents, they don't usually let their child explain experience the problem that their behavior created. The parents talk a lot and tell the child all the the reasons why their behavior is bad, but they don't really explain or give the kid an opportunity to experience fixing that problem. A lot of times parents use timeout and takeaway as their main consequence. Timeout is go to your room or whatever, go to sit in this chair. And we're going to talk about that more in future episodes or takeaway, you know, no more screen time, no more devices. These consequences don't really help your child understand or connect that their behavior created certain results. So in the Calm Mama process, we use consequences to teach our kids that when you behave a certain way, it's going to create a result. We really do connect the behavior to the 
result or the impact of that behavior. I like to think about words in general and break them down and all of that. Like I just love words. So when I think about the word consequence and I break it down, there's two parts to the word. It's consequence. Thinking about how it's spelled, you have the C-O-N and then you have the word sequence. So the word sequence is inside the word consequence. Sequence, what that means is the order in which things are or the things should be connected. And then con is from the Latin means with. So consequence really means with this follows that, within sequence. So I want you to think of consequences, like I really want to give you this concept of consequences as the next thing that happens as a result of your child's choice with their behavior. We really want to help our kids understand that this behavior has this result. This behavior creates this next thing. And we are using those tools of connection and correction and limit setting. So all three of these parts of the Kamama process come together to show our kids that their behavior is driven by their big feelings and their behavior creates results. So I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is cookies. (laughs) So I want you to think about being a little kid and knowing that there are cookies in your house. Okay. There's cookies in the house. Little kid knows it. And they're a little kid. They want a cookie. So they're like, mommy, can I have a cookie? Or they start getting the cookies for some of you, right? They start like going in the kitchen and grabbing the cookies. And you come in and you're like, nope, no more cookies tonight. You might even offer like a really good reason. You know, you could say like, oh, there's no cookies tonight because you had a cupcake at the birthday party earlier or whatever. Now, all that your child hears, they do not hear the reason. They don't think, oh, she's right. That's such a good reason for me not to have cookies. Remember, they don't like to delay gratification. They're not in the future. They're not in the past. They're in the moment. They want what they want. So your child is just thinking, "Uh -uh, that's not fair. Or they're thinking, she doesn't like me. She likes my sister more. She would give my sister cookies. Or they're thinking, cookies are the best thing in the whole world. If I don't have cookies, I'll die. Like it feels really big to them. All right. So imagine you have set up a limit where your child is like, mommy, can I have a cookie? Or daddy, can I have a cookie? And you set your clear limit and you say, you're welcome to have cookies tomorrow as long as you don't sneak any cookies tonight. So if you have this limit set up, I'm happy to give you cookies tomorrow as long as you don't see cookies tonight. Then if they sneak cookies, right? (laughs) It's so funny because you all know that your kids sneak food sometimes, right? So if they sneak cookies, tonight or today, then you know exactly what to do tomorrow. You don't give them cookies. And when you have an effective limit like this and the consequence is sort of built in, then your child can very clearly connect that their action is going to have a result. Sneak cookies today, no cookies tomorrow. Now, you might be thinking, well, how do they learn? Well, they learn enough times that then they don't have cookies tomorrow. They don't have cookies the next day. They don't have cookies the next day then they're like, well, why don't I ever have cookies? And you say, I'll buy cookies as soon as I don't have to worry that you're sneaking cookies. And then you try again. You buy cookies again and you see what happens. And you let your child really learn that their behavior has a consequence, that if they do something, something else happens. So let me give you a couple more examples of limits where the consequence is built in. So imagine this one. Your child says, can I go play outside or can I go to the park? Can I go to my friend's house? 
and you say, you're welcome to play outside before dinner as long as your math assignment is done by 5.30. Or you're welcome to go to your friend's house as long as your homework is done by 5.30. You're welcome to use screen time as long as your homework is done by 5.30. Whatever it is. So now what is the consequence if the assignment isn't done by 5.30? The child doesn't get to go play outside. They don't get to go to their friends. They don't get to use the screen time. So with this type of consequence, it's really easy to recognize and implement the cause and effect relationship between behavior and consequence, behavior and impact. And that's why limit setting is really powerful because it takes the drama and the brain power out of the consequence. You've like already thought in advance about how you're going to handle something. Now, sometimes you don't set a limit. That's okay. Sometimes you don't know that you're going to need a limit or you don't realize it, or you don't know that your child's going to create a problem that has an impact. So sometimes you have consequences that you didn't set up in advance. You know, these consequences happen when there was no limit that was set, but the action still creates a result that has an impact. So for example, maybe your child is having a meltdown or a tantrum. That's what I call a big feeling cycle. Or they're using a resistance strategy. So both of these concepts I'm going to teach in the next few episodes. But imagine your child's like really, really upset and they're so angry and they break something. Okay. Now their behavior still has a result, right? Something was broken and their broken thing still needs to be repaired. In the Kamama process, we understand that feelings drive behavior and we use connection to help our kids learn strategies to communicate and cope with all of their big feelings. So we don't shame our kids for their feelings and we really don't even judge their behavior. Instead, what we do is help our child see the connection between their behavior and the impacts of their behavior. So at some point, we want to say, of course, your feelings make sense, but the way you are handling your feelings, your behavior strategy, it is causing a problem. So we want to communicate to our kids, your action creates an impact. So when your child has a behavior and it creates a problem for someone else, they need to fix that problem. So we have a ton of compassion for their feelings, but it doesn't mean that they're excused from the result of their actions. This is a feelings first model of parenting, but it's not a feelings only model. We talked about how there's the behavior first model or the behavior only model, really. And then there's the feelings first model. That's what we're working from. We're understanding that emotion drives behavior and behavior creates results. So we're helping our kids connect all of that. We want to help them connect their emotion to their behavior, and then we want them to see the connection between their behavior and the impact of that behavior on other people. So correct is part of the calm mama process where we hold our kids accountable to their actions in a super loving and logical way. We stay compassionate. Of course, we stay like, yes, of course you have big feelings. Of course you're angry. Of course you're sad. All that makes sense. And your behavior created this impact. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what I mean by impact. I think about impact of behavior in three ways. Your children's actions, their behavior, it can create an emotional impact on someone. It can have a physical impact 
or it can create a practical impact. So let me break these down. What do I mean by emotional impact? I think of it really simply, like if your child's behavior had an impact on someone's heart, then that's an emotional impact. So if your kid says, you know, something like, I hate you, or you're stupid, or they say to their sibling, you know, you have ugly toes, or they tell your teacher, your class is dumb, or they say to the grandparent, I don't like going to your house. It's really boring. So we know that they have feelings. They're not sure how to express them. So they're coming out, but the impact, the action that they are having has an impact on the relationship. So we want to give our kids an opportunity to repair and fix that impact. Same with physical impact, right? Do you know sometimes your kids, they don't know what to do with their anger or their frustration or their jealousy or their hurt or their own crisis of self-confidence. So they might create a physical impact by breaking someone's toy or breaking something or damaging something or hurting someone's body or pinching, kicking, spitting, punching, all of these things, these behaviors that kids do to cope with their big feelings. Their feelings make sense. Their strategy, though, that's what we're working for them to learn not to do that, right? One of the ways we teach them is first to give them different strategies, but also to show them that that action has an impact and it is their job to deal with the impact of their behavior. And then, of course, there's the practical impact. I think of practical impact as when your child causes a time inconvenience or an energy drain, like a resource that you have, right? Time, money, energy, these are your resources. And when your child's behavior impacts that, costs you some time or energy or money, then we want to give them opportunities to repair or replace that impact. So for example, imagine your child's chore is to put away their own laundry and they don't, okay? So That's not really a problem. You know, it depends on your value system. But if they can't find a clean shirt and they're looking for that clean shirt, that's their own stress and that's their own impact. But if while they're looking for that clean shirt, it takes them a while and it makes everyone else in the car wait because they're running late, that action, their behavior had an impact on someone else's time. So we're going to want to give our kids opportunity to replace that time. Another example, say your child tells you that they need all these things for a project, right? So you go to the store, you buy all the things that they need for the project, and then your child sits down and starts to do the project and they look at the paper closely and it says the poster board has to be 12 by 18, not 18 by 24, but that's what you bought. And so now you have to go back to the store and buy another item or replace it or something like that. Now that creates an impact on your time and possibly your money. Like say they've already drawn on it and you can't return it. It also costs you energy because now you're driving back and going back and forth and all of that. And so we want our kids to see and experience the impact of their actions, their mistakes, and give them opportunities to fix it. Now, a lot of times, like I said, parents will just give a lecture. They'll just kind of go on a little monologue on all the reasons why this is inconvenient. Well, your child either tunes you out or feels really, really embarrassed or ashamed of themselves. And it's not really effective. So 
You want to give your child the opportunity to repair or restore or resolve the impact of their actions. Now, I'm going to teach you what I mean by repair. I think of it as this concept of restitution, which is the idea of restoring back. Restoring back the brain energy. Restoring back the physical energy, the money, the time, the damage done to the body, restoring the damage done to the possession, restoring the relationship. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about consequences is really this idea that your kid's behavior, their strategy that they're doing to cope or communicate with their thoughts and feelings, their thoughts and feelings are okay. It's the strategy and the impact of that that doesn't work. So we want them to learn to manage these emotions while also helping them see the impact of their behavior. And then we want to give them a way to fix that impact, so repairing it. Now, in Calm Mama School, I teach consequences in depth. There's a whole module on this. And I give you a lot of examples and a complete process for having a correction conversation and all of that. But I don't have time to go through all of it today. We'll get to a lot of that in upcoming episodes. But here's what I want you to think about for this week. Here's some questions I want you to ask yourself. When your child is misbehaving, I want you to think, what is the impact of this misbehavior? What problem does it cause? And who does it cause a problem for? And then I want you to think about how your child can fix that problem or restore back whatever problem was created. Now, it is okay to be super simple here, okay? Really, really simple. I'm going to give you some simple ideas. If your child damaged property, they can repair or replace the item or earn money to replace it. You break it, you pay for it. And I know little kids don't have money, but they can like kind of earn money around the house doing chores or going to grandparents or going to friends' houses and doing things. And you can create that experience for them to quote unquote earn money. If your child hurts someone emotionally, they can repair that by doing something nice, you know, making a card or singing a song, drawing a picture, you know, doing a chore for the sibling, something like that. If your child caused a problem in that practical sense, then they can do something helpful. Like if they cost time, they can do something like a chore again. Or I like to think if they drain my energy, they can do something to bring me energy back. Like maybe they make me a cup of tea or make me a sandwich or put some toast in the toaster or whatever. Now, if your child hurts somebody's body by hitting, kicking, biting, spitting, whatever, your child can do something to heal that person's body and make it feel better. Give a little massage, you know, get a warm blanket, get a Band-Aid, something like that. Get the ice pack. Now, maybe the other person doesn't really want that, And we want to be respectful, but we want to help the child, the one who created the problem, have something that they do with their body or with their mind or with their time to repair that. So correction and consequences, they're super important in helping your child see the result of their actions. And it gives them a way to take responsibility. If you want to have responsible kids, then we need to help them deal with their own problems. Now, doing consequences this way is so much more effective than a big old lecture sprinkled with criticism and shame. Now, 
This is so helpful because the doing consequences like this instead of just timeout and takeaway, because these consequences actually connect the child's behavior to the impact. Like what they did caused this problem, then they fix that problem. And then actually they feel much better about themselves. Like instead of thinking, oh, I always make so many mistakes. I'm I'm such a problem. I'm such a difficult kid. It's like, oh no, I made a mistake. Then I fixed it. I'm good. Well, that's the kind of responsibility we want for our children because we want our kids to become thoughtful. We want them to think before they act. We want them to be responsible, right? We want them to think for themselves and make decisions that don't harm others and all of that. And the way that they learn that is by experiencing the impact of their choices. So this week, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and let your kids experience the impact of their actions. Let them make mistakes. And then you think, okay, how can they fix this? And then offer that to them. What was the mistake? What impact did it cause? And how can they fix it? Now, one last thing. I really need to tell you this. Misbehavior is rarely an emergency. So it's really important that you are calm and that you have done connection either inside of you, like what was the feeling driving this behavior or actually saying it before you talk to your kid about the consequence. I really want you to practice those calm and connect pieces. So delaying a consequence is so valuable. It's so helpful. Misbehavior is not an emergency. The impact happened. Okay, we can give a little bit of time before our kid fixes the mistake. I teach this concept all the time, this delaying, because when you pause and reset your body, you're delaying that time before you react to your kids. During that delay, you're resetting yourself. So delay is really an effective way to manage a moment without adding chaos. Talking about a problem that was created by someone's big feelings only works when everyone is calm and they're in their thinking brain. So sometimes you need to give a little bit of time. So I want you to remember that always. Like it's not an emergency. Slow it down. Get back to calm. Use your connection brain. What's the feeling driving this behavior? What's the impact here? Okay, now I'm ready to guide my children or my child into the conversation and help them make that repair. Okay, mamas, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you back here next week. Hey, mama, if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family, then I want to invite you to join Come Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to calmmamacoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there. See you there.